So yeah, I got my water. I've gone to the bathroom. I got my notes. <laughs> I got GarageBand. I'm going to make sure I don't mess this up. Do you want to have like an official hello thing that you're going to do again? Or uh, I never really do. I never really do that. Uh, but you know what, Omid? Why okay. don't you do it? Didn't you do this last time? Or maybe you signed us off last time. I don't remember. I did sign off and I did try to find a, a sentence to end on. I don't know if I'll have a good sentence to end on from the book this time. But uh, I did have a good segue because I did think I did think it's a, this was an interesting book to read, especially right now. Oh, for sure. I don't know if you felt that. Oh, no, no, no. no. Also, from you, the very you, beginning, I felt that way. <laughs> I'm just like, this is this is it's an interest. I mean, there's not like too much but there's like a, a bit about the society we get into so you had already read this book did you read it again by the way this is now i think my second or third i want to say my third again because i i yeah these are books that i had this is not my first rereading but it's okay. been a while okay it's definitely been a while but you did just reread it you didn't you're not just going off a memory of like a previous I literally, yeah i I, I do I do love that when it's come to these podcasts. Um, last time I almost finished, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. but this time I did finish. <laughs> okay. uh, so yay, I'm improving. Good, you kept up with me. Yes, and, and my apologies for the bad audio last time. This time, that's not going to happen. We did. We are. We are. We are ready. We've done a little bit more preparation for this one for sure. <laughs> okay, so um, so. So let me ask you, you know, we're talking about how this mm-hmm. book, by the way, we're talking about The Naked Sun, which is the second yes. in a series of books. I mean, would you call this Okay, on on my book club edition, yeah. it's it's called The Robot Novels. Is that what you would call this series oh, or uh, well, it's funny because on my cover, it calls it the robot series. And I was just looking in Wikipedia and it also says the robot series. Oh, interesting. So, okay. <laughs> maybe. Well, you have this book. Cool, I remember this because I was. Uh, yeah, this book uh, was written when there were when there were only two. So I don't know. Maybe the, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a, a series has to be three or more. I don't know. <laughs> but um, anyway, my question was. Uh, so this is book two of yes. the series, The Naked, The Naked Sun. Um, oh, welcome everyone to the um, Isaac Asimov Robot mm-hmm. Novels podcast. That's all we talk about on this podcast. Um, <laughs> this one, this book uh, deals with a civilization um, that is completely isolated, not from everyone else, but from each other's personal presence. And it's ex- espe- essentially... Uh, shelter at home <laughs> quarantine yeah, uh, like extreme shelter at home yeah so omid did you have that in mind when you mm-hmm. mentioned that you wanted to you know read the next book and do a podcast on it were you thinking of the times or were you just no i totally you know it's it's interesting because this is not the first time i'm reading this book so i totally forgot and it was only while reading it that you know some of the you know the way this society i think that's what's really interesting about these books right the society Mm -hmm. these future societies and and clearly like you know if people listen to the first one you know in the first one we're on earth and now we're on this spacer planet called solaria i think i'm pronouncing that right yeah and uh where you know in 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 that one i like too that like eight billion humans living in these cities with the capital c and now on solaria (laughs) 
it's 20,000 humans on this whole planet. Um, and it's major- and most of the planet is actually pop. I think it was like what? 200 million robots total. Yeah. It was like, uh, they vastly it's outnumbered. A, it's the a complete opposition. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is like the complete opposite of the earth society. It is the exact opposite. in the first yeah. book. So on earth, yeah. everyone's yeah. cooped up in these cities and, and it's like very close proximity. Um, it's the exact opposite because on Solaria, I think I think I say Solaria, Solaria, Solaria. You know, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> tomato, um, tomato. Hey, did you notice that uh, her name? Mm-hmm. Who is it? Um, Gladia. How do you say Gladia? Yes, that's how. Oh, it's funny. I was gonna say Gladia. Gladia. Well, okay. I like your way better. Well, no, 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 no. But he actually tells you how to pronounce that name in this book. Oh, do really? you remember the sentence? I, I don't remember exactly, but he basically describes how to how to say Gladia. And it's Gladia. 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 See, but no, I, I didn't I didn't like Gladia. it. So I just I couldn't bring myself to think that name, that pronunciation in my head. Yeah, no, every time in my mind that like internal mon- like every time I would read it internally, i I was thinking Gladia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway. Gladia. <laughs> okay, so so yeah. yeah. Uh basically should we give like a kind of a premise of the book yes it's an- so okay unlike you i don't like to like uh study too hard before you know a podcast or something i omid was like <laughs> reviewing his notes and and writing down thoughts i did write down thoughts i did it while reading the book um but i'm kind of i'm kind of going cold into this that being said uh the a book i read a while ago which was i think the fifth installation in the dune series um oh, it's called nice. um uh, what is it called? Uh, the one after God Emperor of Dune is called Heretics of Dune. Anyway, for mm. some reason, okay, I think it's because the plots in Dune are so thick and hard to follow. I decided to write a synopsis of every single chapter that I read. Wow! Um, and <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Um, it took a little bit longer to read because, of course, I was trying to like make my synopses sound. Uh, legible and good. you know i don't know yes yeah. but yeah exactly good um anyway i considered doing it for this book but i only got through the first chapter <laughs> I so didn't do syn- i'm gonna I- read you okay go ahead uh, no I'm, uh, okay so i'll read the synopsis i wrote of the first chapter and it's not you know i i don't know if we want to worry about spoilers do we care about spoilers I think uh, not too much like and especially in this one I don't think I think there's one major which we won't need to say because honestly it's 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 the story is much more about the society than the actual crime yeah yeah okay so you're saying there's not a lot to spoil except for the big thing okay well (laughs) anyway okay regardless the first chapter is not going to be a spoiler so no no, okay so what I wrote is (laughs) what i wrote is it is a few months after the occurrences of the previous novel elijah is flown to washington dc where he learns he has been reassigned to a murder case on solaris is it solaris or solaria 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 oh interesting i wrote solaris okay so solaria (laughs) and must leave immediately i bet you it all corrected yeah Oh, maybe. Oh, actually, no, that can't possibly be true because I turn off autocorrect on all oh, my devices. So there wow. you go. That's all me. That's all me. <laughs> okay. And I only say that because okay. on the back of mine, I see too, it says Solarian. So you can't be a Solarian anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
in addition, he is ordered to be observant as he will be interviewed by sociologists upon his return. Earth is overpopulated, so much so that sociologists predict it can only sustain itself for another 100 years. For this reason, yeah. the grip the spacers have on the galaxy must be broken. Elijah must leave immediately without even saying goodbye to his wife and child. He boards the spacer rocket and by the and by way of a series of wormholes arrives at Solaris. I say Solaris again after days of travel. I don't travel. think it was that's interesting that you said wormholes. I was not. I don't think there's there is jumps, which I did think was interesting that he did put that into it too. Uh, okay, Omid, can you describe the science behind a jump? <laughs> well, I'm listening. <laughs> no, what no, is a jump? No. Well, that's a, is, is a jump a wormhole? Is it like you create an artificial wormhole? I don't know. This is where my my okay. Like I have. Whether okay. okay, okay, I see what you're saying. You're uh, you you were assuming I meant wormholes that are scattered throughout the galaxy, and those are the yeah, only places yeah, yeah, you can yeah, make yeah, these yeah, jumps. Yeah, yeah. But you, but yeah, what if you make a a worm a the black hole or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, this book does not go into the science of no. I jumps. think you got literally one sentence in that first chapter. <laughs> I think so, and and he described. I, I assumed it was a wormhole. It doesn't say wormhole. Yeah. Uh, but I assumed it because he felt that feeling of like yes his, disorientation his, or what was stomach. it like yeah his stomach he's like oop that was a jump yeah so some sort of uh, faster than light travel mm-hmm. <laughs> occurred <Obviously>. okay? yes <laughs> yes and I do like not to but he and I guess this isn't really a Star Wars term but it's the first time I had heard it but he was saying like there's a planet the closest planet to Solaria is I think called Nixon or Nixon um and um it's like only two parsecs away or something and I'm like oh shit I don't know what a parsec is technically it's like and it always comes up in Star Okay the the thing with with Star Wars is is he uses that term incorrectly because he uses it as a unit of time right Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. actually a a measure of distance so i i don't know if i can tell you i i don't know if i can tell you exactly what a parsec is but here's what i think i remember it being okay so you know how the earth travels around the sun so if if you measure the distance on january 1st to uh july 1st that's the furthest apart it's going to be on either side of the sun, right? Okay. Because it's halfway through. It got halfway through its orbit, mm-hmm. right? So the Earth travels that distance in space. Well, if it's looking out at a star, a close star, the background stars that are much further away are going to appear to move behind it because we've moved a certain distance. The Earth has moved a certain distance. Okay. I think I'm following. It's the same thing as put, put your finger out in front of your eye right uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. And... Open and close, open and close. Yeah, yeah, one or two. Yeah, look yeah, at it with yeah, your left yeah. eye and look at it with your left. You see the background, right? It's a different. It's, it's, it's on a different space. Exactly. On your background. Correct. Yeah, and so anyway, a parsec is something to do with like the space it moves on the background. Oh, interesting. For it to be one light year away. Wow, that's a parsec. So it's some sort of like angular measurement. And involving the speed of light, something like that. So anyway, okay, that's a little science. Um, I just learned something aside. new, and this is good because this is science, <laughs> science fiction shorts. Uh, science fiction shorts. That's right. In case you didn't know what <laughs> podcast you were listening to, folks. 
Sorry. Science fiction shorts where we talk about Isaac Asimov novels. I think that's what's going to happen. Your 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 podcast is just going to become reviewing all. We're just going to start with these, and then we're going to go into foundation. And so, and I I, I want to say this. I think I, I said this before, but it is as someone who has read these, um, but long time ago. It's interesting because again, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like there are pieces you see elements in this book that get touched upon later. Um, actually, in, in, in other, oh. in both, both the in the subsequent robot series books and in the thing, because I think I said this before too. But he, you know, he made these three big trilogy or series: the robot series, the Foundation series, and the Empire, the Galactic Empire series. And they were like separate, and then he eventually connected them. And it, to me, it worked really well. And it just, it's interesting to see these again. I, I will say, I think it could well. No, well, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I, I appreciate it more. I think rereading <laughs> it, like, it's interesting because I completely forgot who done it. You know, I even had to, like, kind of remember in the in the first book. I was just like, who is like, man, my memory is terrible here. But so it was good that I didn't remember the oh. details of who did it in this one. Um, but but knowing the overall picture of everything else, like there, there were sentences that would stick out. And I highlighted them like, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, uh, no, 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 Omid, I seriously didn't even... Re- I mean, how long ago did we read the first book? That would have been... Three months ago, four months? Longer, right? Wasn't that... I'm afraid that's beyond my abilities. Oh, whoa. Sorry, <laughs> that was Siri. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, so uh, what I was going to say is, like, I honestly didn't even remember... I don't... I. I I could tell you the general idea of what happened in the first book, but these murder mysteries, there's, there's so many, like, there's so many, like, juicy details and, and small things that happen. I can't remember everything that happens. You know what I mean? Um, I couldn't even tell you, I couldn't even tell you all the intricacies of this plot of, of the naked son, you know? Um, I mean, I remember who did it. I, I will say this. I did put this down. I think <laughs> it was so funny because this one very much feel, felt like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is a trope in mystery novels and stuff where like, you know, there's all these like kind of like the 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 murder in the mansion and the butler or someone did it. Right. And at the end, Detective Pyro or whatever comes in, gathers everyone together mm-hmm. Um, and you know, to go over all the details and be like, and you were the one, Mr. Smithers or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, we have like a futuristic <laughs> version of this, but it's like a Scooby-Doo in it. Well, kind yeah, but, but you know, in, in the, like, uh, <laughs> did you see that movie knives out similar to that? If people have seen that very good movie. I did. I, I watched mm-hmm. that recently. That was an excellent that was a movie. Really good movie. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 How how um, Daniel Craig has like this big monologue exactly. at the end, right? Explaining how like everything <laughs> happened. Like it, it's kind of funny because th- that's a total cheesy way to do it, and it's like I doubt that ever happens in real life. But it's okay because I think we're used to that as as like humans are used to that in. Yeah, exactly. And it's like we let it go even yeah. though it's not believable and and I think we love it. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like seeing I like seeing the 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 main character be like a rock star in that moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. 
and put all the connect all the pieces together yeah. and and i didn't even know i don't know if there was ever a sherlock story that was similar to that because obviously he would but i i think this is comes from sherlock Holmes because in his big monologue at the end he does says what what is that thing i'm paraphrasing poorly it's like however unlikely whatever remains is the truth right oh yeah 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 something I remember like that, that. Something like that, yeah. And I'm like, I swear that's from Sherlock. I'm like, I believe that was Sherlock or yeah. I want to say that. I've Sherlock. actually never read a Sherlock, have you? Oh oh yeah. Oh, they're 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 great. I think you would like Oh me, I'm not joking. I I think The Caves of Steel would be considered my first mystery novel, to be totally honest. Wow. And I know that's not even like a real, real mystery novel. You know what I mean? It's It's more of like, it's a sci-fi fusion. Yeah. Oh, it's a great one. It's a great one. So I'm very impressed with uh, Asimov just as a writer. I think he just has a very good command of, you know, English. And um, he uses like a lot of big words. Some of them I have to look up. (laughs) Uh, But I think words. I have a, I have a favorite words list too, but yeah. Oh yeah. I am pretty sure Galactocro... Let me see if I can pronounce this. I don't think this is a real word. Galactography. Galactography? Oh, like geography for (laughs) the galaxy? (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Galactography. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what I heard um, in another, in a short story I I read Mm -hmm. uh, a while ago? Uh, Astrogators. Have you heard that? What's an... I'm thinking alligator. Doesn't it sound like an... Doesn't it sound like an alligator in space? Like a robot alligator with lasers and so no, this is actually a real word. It's it's actually just what you would call a navigator of the stars. Oh. Wait, this is like we use this like people NASA I, astronauts. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But but it is in the it's in the dictionary, no, and I've meant. read it like people just use it casually, like it's a real word. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. But I had to look that up the first time I read it because I was like, wait a minute, is there an alligator in this story now? <laughs> so that makes, oh, I'm going to have to look that word because like, I don't know the full root of navigator. I was like, why can't you just call him a navigator? But yeah. now it makes me think. Oh, oh no, no, I can tell you. Uh, N-A-V, oh. like yeah. Nave, that is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, the clothing brand Nautica, although that's yes. N-A-T. Anyway, I guarantee you N-A-V, the root is like a ship. For sure, I'm like 100 percent certain of that. That it, this is, this is Josh dropping knowledge bombs. <laughs> okay, well if I'm Can wrong, say, if I'm wrong, the internet will will let me know. Definitely. Can I say one thing? Because I know we ended chapter one, but there's one line from it that I, I really love. Because and it, and it shows too. Like uh, he says, I think there's one line where he says sociologists and their computers, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 why is that so crazy? Sociologists uh, and their computers? Well, it's interesting that in his book, in this book especially, like, and and we, and even one of the characters is the predominant sociologist on Solaria, um, but like that sociology is such a well respected science that you even mentioned, right? That the sociologists of of Earth have predicted in a hundred years it's gonna, it's not gonna be good. Um, and, and like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, do, 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 and does anyone today? I mean, it speaks very much about foundation, which I know you have since read, oh. right? You have read that, which unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I change your opinion. Hmm. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I read all three of those books pretty much on your recommendation. 
Wow, you, 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 wait. So you, you read the first three foundation books? Yes. Wow, you are a fast reader, sir. Wow. Oh my, well, that will be hated, hated every single one of them. You hated, there are parts, there are parts of each one that I liked. But okay. overall, no, I have a very bad opinion, which is crazy because I, I, he's a great author. Yeah. I just think the story is like, it's dumb. Okay, let me, I won't go too deep into foundation, but I will ask you this. What did you think? And I was going to leave this for then, but like comparing Naked Sun to Caves of Steel, what, what, what did you think? Uh, Omid, I enjoyed the Naked Sun. But it is not as good as the masterpiece that was The Caves of Steel. Incomplete agreement. Incomplete agreement. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I remember the first chapter, I was like gung-ho. I thought it was great. I, first of all, I was, I was crossing my fingers. I was like, please let us go to another one of these outer uh, spacer planets. <laughs> like, I just want to go to one of these planets, okay? <laughs> They gave no indication of that in the previous book, but I was I was just kind of thinking that it might happen. So I was really excited. In the very first chapter, he's like, you're going to uh, Solaria, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and then once uh, we got there, I was I was like, or I don't know when it mentions that Daniel is going to be there, but I, the whole time I was like, come on, let's, you know, you can't, you got to have Daniel. Daniel was I like, know, you know, that was, you know, the best so part of the story. He is. And, 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 and it's interesting. He's like in half the book. He's not there. No, I know. I know. And that's the problem. Cause he, yeah, he, he, you're right. For a certain reason, he is just not there for a large portion of the book. And it's integral to the story, but it's like, well, I mean, now you got rid of your best character. And I will bring this back to um, Foundation, Mm. because who is the best character of the Foundation series? And I'm saying the series. I'm just talking about the first three. Uh, It is... Now I'm blanking on his name. Well, well, there's no. It's interesting you say that because see, uh, but okay, because there's no in foundation. What's his name? What's his name though? What's his name? The jester or something? What? What's the? the uh, yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. What, oh, the what mule, is he called? Mule, the, the mule. mule. Sorry. The okay. Mule. Well, there's a reason why I called him the jester. Yes. <laughs> read, read the book and yes. you'll know why. But yes, the mule is the best part uh, of the books. <laughs> and then, and then, I mean, look, I don't want to spoil anything, but he's not in it as much as he could have been either. Um, no, no, he's kind of, it's almost even in that one. I know we're jumping a little here, but like it's told mostly until maybe the very end, like from a third person perspective, like, oh my God, who is this person? Why, yeah. why are they doing what they're doing? And yeah. How are so they doing anyway, this? um, yeah. And, uh, the other thing about this book that, uh, how, how do I describe it? it it's like. The, the the story he chose to write about require mm-hmm. kind of almost requires that okay this better be a very good dialogue book there better be a lot of good yeah. dialogue because yep. you're not really doing a lot of exploring because of how no. this culture is set up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they don't like mm-hmm. seeing people face to face um i mean essentially they're doing what we're doing right now video yeah. conferencing right <laughs> except they can um 
they have like a holograph. I, I, don't, I can't remember. I think there's a special name for it. But uh, a tri-dimensional something. <laughs> there I think you it's go. Yeah. A tri-dimensional something or other that makes it <laughs> basically look like the person is present, but you still can't like touch them, right? And, and, I, and that is the difference between seeing and viewing, yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> Do you remember which is which? Yes, yeah, seeing is in person. Seeing okay. is like actually in person and viewing is only, you know, through their transdimensional thing. <laughs> and 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 I love this. I love this too again like where you know, we were making parallels. Well, it's just this like this time we're in right now with the shelter at home and social distancing and this mm-hmm. culture that abhors like, you know, like people are it's almost like a taboo like you only see right in person someone when it's necessary and that will come to the story later um but also just like this future right where like it's i i wondered about it comparing it to our society right now because it's just like it's interesting like in this world where there are so many robots um you have robots they're like for their trans-dimensional thing there's a robot who's Uh, tri-dimensional tri-dimensional get it right Sorry, tri-dimensional <laughs> machine. They have a robot whose sole job is just controlling this thing. And, you know, you, you think about it now and I'd be like... Specialization. Well, yeah, and I'm like, wouldn't you just... Like, in our world, like, you know, like FaceTime, right? Isn't it a robot that has to tweak... Of course, theirs is much more advanced than ours. Like, they would go... They could do these viewing things while also walking so i'm like okay that's pretty you know that's much more advanced but like it's funny that you would you would have a robot operate a machine to do this instead of well of, and and it was mentioned that um the the roboticist right yeah the roboticist had the idea of like mm-hmm. putting the positronic brain in the um in the machine so you don't have to have a robot like doing it right yeah, or like, and, and even thinking it. like these these robots are ready to like at your beck and call anytime, but you need to have uh, which I guess it's I don't know is it similar to our AI microphone pucks that we have today? Would it be similar? I don't know if that's it's like similar to that necessarily. But yeah, like, I see what you're like, saying. Gladia even like uh, remarks at one point, it's like you can never have enough patches. I think that's the word they use is in, in the and house. that's the like, button you, they use to yeah. like call the robots. Yeah, because <laughs> she had she had to like move like a yard to get to the patch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, so so <laughs> in in a way you can. I mean, that's what Asimov was thinking. He w- he was kind of like um, extrapolating on yeah. the current situation, and he and you know he went. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of years in the this future. Is this is at least a millennium. It's definitely it's supposed to be a millennium from okay. like. So his like idea 19, was yeah. okay. We have robots in 1960. It was when was this written? You know, 1957. 57. Okay. In, in a thousand years, we're gonna have this many robots, and it, there could be a culture that you know doesn't even mm-hmm. see any, each other in person anymore. Do you think that is like? Do you think that is possible? Do you think that's how realistic do you think that is? Well, I mean, given enough time, yeah. couldn't any interest... And so, like, this is this is something I'm like... That's the correct would, answer. Given yeah. enough time, anything's possible. And, like, enough time and, like, isolation. If, 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 yeah. if humans travel to another planet or something and they, they can evolve differently. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's interesting even now, like, to, to, to talk about, like, even... So, you know, we're, we're sheltering at home right now. 
and but we try to go for a walk every day and it's interesting i'm sure you've probably encountered this too right because that's the one thing we're all doing right now is is going outside for exercise and whatever mm-hmm. and and but you have to keep socially distant right six feet apart and already you see us changing our behavior uh to, to to keep that right where you're like oh <clears throat> where something would have been rude right where in the past if i were to cross the street because you're coming towards me that'd yep. be like offensive now it's like no like we're nodding this like no it's thank true you. it's true and i still i still feel bad doing it like I, i'll I even uh, sometimes because man i sometimes i try and wear a mask on dog walks but mm-hmm. uh, i'm just suffocating in that thing the whole time especially so, with the weather we had lately yeah um so i'll pull it down but then when someone comes by i'll put it back up mm-hmm. you know what i mean i feel mm-hmm. so rude mm-hmm. doing it but um you know i think everyone understands <laughs> i think so i think yeah. so but it's interesting like this society so that's the thing so you're going to what you're saying like yeah i didn't enjoy this as much and and this might be the big i don't know if i'm going straight to the point but like i didn't like the big kind of aha moment at the end like oh really end, like you, you like like the the uh the, the way the, oh, oh, okay. Wait a minute. Okay, so you're not okay. talking about the way it, the the that the murder was done. You're oh talk- no, the way the murder done was really interesting. All okay, me too. I, I thought that was yeah. great. So, so yeah. I think what you're talking about is the whole the the plans of the roboticist. Yes, yes. Who ultimately okay. is the real bad guy in all this, right? Yes, Omid. I could not agree more. I thought that was way out of out of like left field man i was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we're talking about (laughs) army like uh self-moving positronic brain spaceships like what where did this come from i mean i know he's got his phobias and whatever and like it it, it leads to one of the best lines too in that that kind of scene where he's gathered everyone together too where he says um uh, you were going to take over the galaxy. Like he points to the roboticist <laughs> and yeah. he says, you were going to take over the galaxy or something. like your con. Oh, your conquest of the galaxy. And so it's like, what? what? Oh, like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was crazy too. That, that was, was a little, I was like, Oh, because I think in the last one, sure. There was also conspiracy, right? The, com- the commissioner. I mean, at this point, you're, all the readers should have read that first one, but it wasn't as like um, it, 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 it wasn't as overblown at that one. Like I think the the conspiracy there was like there was a segment of Earth people who don't like the spacers and want them to get out of their planet. Uh-huh. You know, so it's not like it wasn't. Whereas this one's just like we are going to put the heat. and and sure Asimov plants the seeds in their conversations and stuff, but for Bailey to be able to make that connection. I guess he's also a really good sociologist. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they say that in the book that uh, detectives make good sociologists. Mm, yeah. right? <laughs> right, right. But that like he was going to put positronic brains in the ships and then use that to keep and, and to force the galaxy into his way. I mean, it's interesting. Right? Like, <laughs> this goes back to what you were saying. Like, could a society really develop like this where it's where you know physical contact is is um frowned upon you know where they they were going right the the initial well the 
the murder, uh, the victim, um, is his whole goal in life. The good Solarian. I love that phrase too. In every conversation that come out, he was a good Solarian. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> I mean, it was so cheap. It was very 90s. I was, like, I was like, is this like something's like a good a Solarian murder. is one who, who essentially hates social contact. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. does yeah. his duty, does his duty. Um, and um and and, and wants to pers- and, and further the solarian society the solarian yeah. way of life which i guess should we go a little i mean i think you touched on about it but basically like this was th- this is something i put in my notes which i thought was interesting i thought this was interesting that that asimov went into this a little because he makes comparisons to solarian society to i guess spartan society where that like basically in all major civilizations there is always this kind of underclass and that in Spartan civilization, they will, you know, because they're humans, they will eventually revolt. And in Solarian society, the underclass are robots and they can't, right? They're a program. They cannot revolt. You know, it's funny. I just listened to a um, podcast, a Stuff You Should Know podcast uh, Mm -hmm. on Spartacus. Do you know the story of Spartacus? Uh, uh, well, I uh, generally like I, I've never seen them. The I mean, essentially, movie. it was I don't I don't think it was uh, I, in the book. They mention the uh, I mean, uh, a slave uprising in Sparta specifically, which was mm-hmm. a, uh, a city in Greece, right? Yes, I'm pretty yes. sure. OK, yes. so Spartacus, as far as I understand, is a slave revolt under Rome in in like Rome or like yes. Italy or something. Yes. So. Uh, anyway, it inspired me. I really want to watch the movie Spartacus. It's like a 1960s movie. I mean, the meme, and, and we always say, uh, I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus, <laughs> right? Isn't that the... We all know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we agree. We agree. Yeah. Not quite as good as the previous book, but still a very good no. one. Um, I honestly would have right away started reading um the robots of dawn, dawn. which is yes. the next book uh can mm-hmm, you see it mm-hmm. oh my, look at hobby. your oh, i know you always have the cool ones i know so uh i went right before this uh covid stuff happened um i went to go visit my family in modesto and there oh. is this i have not been there for uh, i haven't been to this bookstore that i'm going to tell you about uh for years it's called yesterday's books and it's a used bookstore um, and I'm really into used books because I like finding gems like this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I wasn't like looking for this book, but I just noticed I was like, oh, you know what? I have the first two books. I'm probably going to get around to the third one. So I saw this nice hardback version. And uh, I mean, I the listeners, the listeners have been begging for all the books, right? So we're just <laughs> giving them what they want. You have to do it for them. <laughs> so, uh, and, OK, so you know how I said I was hoping that they would uh, go to another planet in this book? Yes. Dude, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of this, at at the end of the Naked Sun, they yeah. basically tell you that they're gonna go to Aurora in the third book. Um, yeah, I mean, so I I haven't read it, but I know that that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, the, interestingly, right? Like he wrote these two books only the first two books like a few years apart, but the third book thirty years. Okay, wait, thirty years later. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. We, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, well, that'll be interesting. Hopefully, uh, Daniel is in it for more than just half the book. I really... 
<laughs> oh my god see and and now you've already and you've read the first three foundation books i think there's technically like five or six now too because again yeah. he connects these three series together and um i don't know like when i first saw the connection i was like whoa but i wonder now as i'm older and reading it like if i would if if i'd be like oh because like i don't remember thinking about the second one as critically as i am right now where i'm just like i think when when that big conspiracy about the positronic ship came i'm just like okay i just like accepted it and now i'm like wait what (laughs) yeah hey you know what you know what this book was lacking too uh the the first book ended with such an oh, awesome line yes. by by Daniel yes. the the um, go mm-hmm. and sin no more line mm-hmm. <laughs> like I loved mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the whole book worked up like his whole character built up for that one moment you know um, and this one he says something in it he what does he say a human has died or something a human it, is it dead. Ends, uh... I'm not saying it's the very ending, but that's I'm saying it's kind of similar to the last thing that Daniel says in the first book. He he tried to write a dramatic um, robot line. You know what I mean? And it just was not nearly as good in this one. No, like those connections too with like like his wife in the previous one and then mm-hmm. and, and like the biblical stories it, oh so it good. tied so really well together yeah um whereas this one was interesting i liked how it built up right and he would like you know we, we build up these like dozen half a dozen or so characters yeah um on this planet and so it's really cool i i i like uh th- that part i i think i enjoyed a lot like he's he he does enjoy like describing these you know future worlds uh-huh. of like oh what if your society was completely based on robot labor yeah it's a it's like? a fun thought experiment yeah okay um i actually have a line that i'll i'll read this can kind of be our um i don't know do you have any more uh, thoughts you wanted to share <sighs> I'm, let me look at my notes uh i i feel like I don't know if we should talk uh, if there's anything we talked about the tri-dimensional thing. Do we I think I wouldn't mind talking about the f- the three laws of robotics because that is a very in- essential okay. thing and and how it, they could be uh twisted. Yeah, I- I'll say this. I'll say this. I thought that that is kind of like an obvious loophole. You know, I mean, he tried to represent it as like something, oh, no one has ever thought of this. But to be honest, I feel like maybe I never like formed that thought in my head. But um, reading those three laws of uh, the three robot laws, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to suspend disbelief a little bit because they're not rock solid. I mean, yeah, you can you can you can create loopholes. Um, yeah, and and a lot of his short stories, which I think you've like, play with this, right? Like because it's like programming, right? Like yeah. they're not like, and and there's this line he says in the in this book a lot: robots are very logical but not reasonable, right? Yeah, robots yeah, are yeah. very. Lo- that's, and, right, that's right. Okay, wait. Um, so let me see if yes. I can remember. Last time you yep. asked if I knew the three line, the yes. three <laughs> laws, and I did not remember. Let's see if I remember. This okay, time. okay, okay, okay. Number one is. A robot um, cannot harm another human. A robot must listen to another human unless it conflicts with the first law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Must obey another human unless it conflicts correct, with the first correct, law. Correct. A robot must um, 
how does it phrased? It's something like preserve Self. his own mm-hmm. life, yes, right? Yes. Unless yeah. it conflicts with the first or second laws. Did I get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would I would add just like if you wanted a small one under like um and and, and and through inaction, right? And so the first law too, like uh, a robot. Oh, that's right. That's uh, important. Through inact- that is important, yeah. And and so one of the things they kind of that Bailey adds to this, which is kind of like implied when you say this, but it is interesting, which is that like a robot cannot knowingly, knowingly. harm a human right, yeah. or knowingly allow them to come to harm. And so like I'll just give small spoiler here where like uh the head of security because on this planet on this perfect society where you you know everything it's a life of leisure and so mm-hmm. forth they don't have a police force right they don't have yeah. a police force. they live to 300 years long and and they have these huge estates Twenty thousand people on this planet, and he, the head of security is, is is talking to Bailey and stuff and he gets poisoned. And what we what Bailey figures out later is that the way it was done is basically one robot put the poison into, you know, a cup and was ordered in a very specific way being like, hey, put this liquid, this unknown liquid you don't know into this cup and don't worry, it's going to be disposed of later. And then a second robot was told to. Yeah. Give this- and, and and well, I, I had a pro- OK, go, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, that was, I mean, that's pretty much, and the second robot was told to give that cup, not knowing that there was this unknown liquid in it. See, I had a problem with the fact that you can order a robot to forget something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, it's an order. Hey, it's an order. I, why do I have a problem with that? I mean, I don't have a problem. I know we can delete uh, files on our computers, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, because, Ordering a because, robot to forget something. I just... Well, I think it's, you know, their positronic brain, like they are, it's really weird because, it, and, and, and there's there's this phrase that, you know, especially it has so many racial implications today, maybe, but like it was used in the first one too, where Bailey often referred to all the robots as boy, you know? Wait, 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 did, did he do that in the first one? Oh, yeah. I do yeah, not yeah, remember yeah. that. He called, uh, I think, Sammy, our Sammy, who was the page robot. Yeah, he'd be yeah. like, boy, get the hell out of here, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel okay. like they're already saying it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, for some reason, I don't remember him calling him boy, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And it's fun. I want to say that it's funny, too, that in the second chapter, when it's a surprise that, oh, Daniel's going to be his partner, even uh-huh. though we don't see him for half the book. Um, and he's so happy to see him. He wants to hug him. I mean, that's 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 a relationship we all want to see. Right. And then, like, very quickly, he starts, like, just uh, it's, treating it's, him like a computer or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I, and I think that was good of Asimov. Like, um, that's probably real. I mean, yeah. how do how do we you know treat our ai assistants these days you know oh what my i mean God. <laughs> i've actually taken to sometimes um giving siri compliments you know <laughs> just in case uh during the robot uprising um they remember yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. So the connection I wanted to make with those two things is this, is that even the robots don't know, right? It goes back to this whole knowing thing that like uh, our Daniel comes off as a human to both the robots and the other characters. Um, And so part of the thing of like how this ship, you know, his master plan to take over the galaxy would work is that 
if the ship's knowledge oh, of yeah. other ships was that, oh, these are just robots, so it's fine to destroy <laughs> this them. This planet only has robots on it. <laughs> I'm just believe me, believe me. <laughs> so you can kill all these, all these, this whole planet. <laughs> fine. All right, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this line. Um. Did With, you, is that going to be the ending? Because I wanted to say, did you want to touch about like their child rearing at all or no? Like the genetic. Uh, yeah, I'll touch. I'll touch on their child rearing. Okay, I literally okay, okay. have a sentence here that says, okay, kind of thought it was getting boring during the baby factory scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's what I have to say about their child rearing. Basically, they're reared by robots, right? For most of the time. And then they slowly get weaned. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're reared by they have human interaction as children, but they get weaned off essentially. Um, and they're, and, and also they're given uh, bone arrows, totally normal to just give a child bone <laughs> yeah. arrows. right? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, here's the line. The line is, and this is uh, Daniel speaking and he is talking about um, what he observed between the interaction between the star of the book, uh, Bailey, and the lady whose name is apparently pronounced differently, um, Claudia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he says, and though I cannot share human reactions to stimuli, I would judge from what has been imprinted on my, on my instruction circuits that the lady meets any reasonable standard of physical attractiveness from your behavior. Moreover, it seems to me that you were aware and that, and that you approved her appearance. I would even judge that Miss Del Mar acted rightly in thinking her mode of behavior would predispose you in her favor. Mm. That's from chapter six. And I love Daniel's observations, you know, his robotic mm-hmm. observations of a human experience or something. This is why it's like, he's such a good, like Watson kind of character. It's like, how can you not have him for half the book? Yeah. Like, I figured he'd come out, come back sooner or something, but yeah, it's okay. Anyway, but overall, I- still a really great book. Um, yes. What did you think? Of course, I, I remember last time you you were not a fan of uh, chapter titles, and of course, Asimov is a master <laughs> of chapter. I mean, let me just read some of you. A solution is offered. A target is missed. A farm is inspected. <laughs> a farm is inspected. Oh, that's a good one right there. Uh, yeah, no, same thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, I remember reading a title and thinking, oh, great. He just gave away what's happening in this chapter, you know, <laughs> like, okay, this is the one where the solution is found. I mean, you know, you can, it's, it's not a huge giveaway, but no, I prefer no titles at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think, in, yeah, I can, I, because that's how I was taking notes as I was putting the chapter. T- so I was writing a chapter. I'm like, oh, yeah. these are not, these are not great <laughs> did you did you like a naked sun title better than caves of steel uh i did and actually i i actually worked into my own speech the phrase the naked sun i think twice since i've read this book <laughs> because wow. as you mentioned earlier i don't know if it's going to make it into the recording but we've been having some warmer weather right oh yeah recently so i think i said something about the naked sun <laughs> So yeah, no, I did. I enjoyed I enjoyed this title a little bit more. All right. And well, I would have started reading uh The Robots of Dawn, like I said, uh, right away, but I I didn't want to, you know, kind of put this book in my mind uh before re- uh recording this podcast. So, I think I'll probably read yeah. this um 
if and not we'll if not right away uh, very soon so yeah and we'll have another podcast and i mean with your rate i'm sure it'll be done by the time i end this conversation <laughs> oh my god should i read this last sentence is go this, for is it this sign us off okay. this is the sign this off not, right here this is, this is not the end it's still in the beginning but i really liked how he wrote this so this is this is um here bailey felt trapped he was trapped on solaria by the necessities of his assignment he was trapped by earth's danger trapped in an environment he could scarcely endure, trapped by responsibility he could not shirk. And to add to all this, he was trapped somehow in the midst of a spacer conflict, the nature of which he did not understand. There it is. I, I, uh, no, it was great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Here, here, I have one more. One oh, more good, thing. Good, I'll good, read. Good. Yes, <laughs> okay. Thank you. This is a funny one, <laughs> but I thought this was so good. I thought this was so well written. Uh, I should read the paragraph before this, but let's just say... There's a big long paragraph and it ends with Bailey's pipe had been out for 15 minutes. He had never noticed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny because he talked about like him lighting a pipe up, you know, and smoking it at the beginning of the chapter. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, he brings it back and he's like, he never even smoked. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I love being impressed by authors, you know, ability to like really bring it, bring a chapter together. Well, thank you again, Josh. This was so great. I look forward to the next one. And I will tell you this, in, your, in the last podcast, you were wondering about the pronunciation of my last name. Better than most. Better than most. Michi? But you want to... So I'll do the Farsi one. Okay. You don't have to All do right. this. Let's hear it. It's, uh, it's got a sound in there. So it's Omid Michi. Michi. So, oh, Mich- that's perfect. Michi. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> That is per- that is one of the okay. best pronunciations I've heard. All right, I'm going to go eat some baklava now, okay? Good. Good. All right. Take care, man. See you, Omid.